reading. Uh, our first reading is 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 uh, very wonderful, very beautiful. Uh, I'll probably go through it real quickly here. Okay, so the Lord says, "When Israel was a child, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son." Talking about the Exodus, the more I called them, the further they went from me. Okay, sacrificing to idols. Although it was I who taught Ephraim, Ephraim another name for the for the northern kingdom of Israel. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, who took them in my arms. I drew them with human cords, with bands of love. I fostered them like one who raises an infant to his cheeks. Look about that image here. You know, you get the little guy, you lift him up and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> one who, li- uh, who raises an infant to his cheeks, yet though I stooped to feed my child, they did not know that I was their leader. So this is God's approach to his beloved people, and they're not responding to him, unfortunately. My heart is overwhelmed. My pity is stirred. This is God speaking. It's very emotional. Okay. I will not give, I will not give vent to my blazing anger, for I am God and not man, the Holy One present among you. I'll not let the flames consume you. So it's very interesting. What we have here is God speaking in very human terms, but then at the very end he says, I'm not a human. And that's good for you because that means my patience is infinite. My patience is infinite. If it wasn't, you'd be dead by now. Okay, I would have would have destroyed you. Uh, but going back to the first part, though, we have God speaking about Himself in such human terms. It's unbelievable about His His you know emotions being stirred, compassion. You know, God in terms of the divine nature. You know, our emotions are very much connected to the lower aspects. Uh, and powers of our souls, we have them in common with animals. Okay, uh, God does not have a body. He's not. Uh, he's not corporeal. He's not like an animal like us. We're animals of a sort. We're rational animals, but we're still animals. We have these emotions, and we get angry, and all of these certain things. God's not like that. Nonetheless, He speaks in the Old Testament oftentimes in these human terms, as if He were human. That's a foreshadowing of when He would become human. Okay, so whenever God speaks in the Old Testament in human terms, it's uh, a finger pointing towards an event that's yet to happen, and that is the incarnation. When God would become a human being. When the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, would take up into himself a fully human nature, complete with a, with a full human soul, complete with emotions, and Christ would have in his sacred heart, he would love us with a divine love, but also with a human love. And um, we see that mystery of the incarnation of God becoming man very powerfully portrayed for us in this image of the parents, the father, the mother, bending down to the child and picking then the child up and raising him to his cheeks. So God becoming man so that man can be lifted up and divinized and brought close to God and made his son or his daughter. <clears throat> daughter. That is the mystery of the Incarnation. And that same mystery of God become man is present for us every time that we celebrate the Eucharist. That God, not just in his divinity, but in his humanity, is truly present in the in the Blessed Sacrament. That's an incredible uh, gift that we have from him. And so that's what we celebrate today.